Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. And welcome to the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'm joined by one of my colleagues to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify all that jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can go away and apply to your own business. Um, this week I'm joined by my colleague Libby. Hi, Libby. Hi. <laughs> we're discussing um, we're going to be discussing how to get the most out of trade and consumer shows. Um, there's probably lots of businesses that are listening that you know potentially they haven't been to one before and they're just thinking about it or they already attend these trade shows relevant to their industry. They're they're a great way to reach your audiences directly. And that's one of the key benefits. So whether that is your consumers or um, distributors or trade partners, whatever it is. And of course, they're good for networking, direct sales and lead generation. Mm. Um, You get good face-to-face time with your audience. And if you're at industry shows, you know that you've got a really highly targeted and engaged audience at your fingertips. But we do know quite often is that businesses can attend these shows and they can be quite costly to attend, can't they? They're they're not... They're not cheap to have a stand, a space, and then develop all the different various elements you need of your stand. So you want to be able to get as much out of them as possible. And also not only reaching those audiences directly at those shows, but often there's a whole cohort of industry media that are attending and on the prowl for the latest news of the industry so it's really worth tapping into them too mm-hmm. um so we're here and we're going to talk about today sort of how to maximize shows as much as possible so libby should we start yeah. with of course it's always good isn't it to start with when you attend a show objectives isn't it what's what's the goal Yes, yes, definitely. I think I think the key thing firstly really is just to say, you know, make sure that you're going for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't just attend a, sh- a trade show simply just because your your competitors are there. You know, there's a thing to be said for having a presence, but you know, that can't really be the only reason that you're you're going to attend. Yeah. Instead, you should make sure that you develop specific goals and outcomes for the trade shows and put steps in place to accomplish them. Just showing up the competition should really be a bonus to that. So I think that's the first thing to to consider really. But yeah, what what you know, starting object setting objectives for the show, you've got to think about what your goals are for your business and how you're going to measure them. You know, is mm-hmm. it that you want to increase your database or some, you know, lead generation for your product or service? 
or perhaps, you know, if it's a direct-to-consumer show, are you looking um, for footfall to your stand to sell your product or create lead generation? You know, new inquiries to your business? Or, as, as I think you mentioned then, Jenny, you know, trade shows provide the perfect platform for launching a new product. So that's, that's a really, really key thing. Uh, I think we'll go on to that in a little bit more detail and some tips on that. But yeah. I think that's a really, really good sort of ob- objective to set out if you're la- launching a new product and you, you know, you want to drum up some interest, excitement between the media and consumers for that new product or service launch. You know, whatever your objective is, I think you just need to think carefully about how you're going to measure those objectives. You know, and then so well, it, so you know, don't you? Whether it's as you said before, it, it's you shouldn't just be attending for the sake of it. So you need to know that it's worked, don't you? And, and whether it's <laughs> worth doing it again. Exactly, exactly. As you said, because it's such a such a big investment, you know, you can't just go on a whim. You want to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. And if you haven't perhaps been as successful as you wanted to be, at least you can then take away learnings for the next time. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, once you sort of, you you understand what your your goals and objectives are for attending a show then you can base your activity around those goals for example if you want to get more people onto your um, crm or database system you can use tactics that will encourage them to leave their details you know whether that's some kind of freebie or prize that consumers then need to you know leave their details for in exchange to enter that you know perhaps it's a competition or something or maybe it's if it's a trade show perhaps it's a a toolkit that they can use or offers anything really like that I know we've done ones in the past with some of our clients at trade shows where you know perhaps it's like a wheel of fortune situation and they just leave their contact details and you know they tick a box to say that they can they're happy for you to use their contact details and then you can add them into your CRM system straight away and yeah so that's yeah. a really, really good thing that you can do if you're looking to grow your database. And again, yeah, if you've got if your objective is to launch a new product with a bang, then again, shows a the perfect platform for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do have we've we've got another podcast that's we were we were talking about this earlier, Libby. We were saying <laughs> oh, we could go on forever about new product launches at shows, couldn't we? But yeah, I think mm-hmm. um, we've got a whole other episode on product launches and and how to make them the best they can possibly be so I think we won't go too much into that for this for this episode otherwise we'll be here forever um, <laughs> but yeah they are exactly as you said they're shows are the perfect platform because you've got that engaged audience already mm-hmm. yeah um, and I think you know when you're sort of starting from the very beginning when you're looking at attending a show we always talk to our clients about make sure you know you're really maximizing what's already on offer so when you're booking your stand talk to the organizers to see if there are any speaking opportunities you can get involved with often and they'll have panels or q a's on relevant subjects to the industry and it's a perfect opportunity to get yourself onto that panel and position yourself as the experts in the industry. Mm. Um, And if, you know, if they don't have any current opportunities, then pitch one. You know, that's that's also the thing. The amount of times we can speak to events organisers and they'll say, you know, we don't don't really have anything on that subject that we're going to be talking about. You know, 
pitch that subject to them so that actually they think we do need it and you're the person we need to sit on that panel. Um, And that is a really, really great way to get Mm. yourself in front of a lot of people. And the alternative there as well is that you might be working with an ambassador who can speak for you or on your behalf about personal experiences and plug the messages that you need them to plug. That can work very well, particularly for consumer shows, can't it, where they don't necessarily want, you know, the chief exec of a brand or a marketing spokesperson for a brand, but they'd, you know, they'd happily pop an ambassador on a stand, which we've done before, haven't we? Yeah, 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 we've done that before. And I think one example I can think of is when we worked with Women's Health and they did a live event with various speaking opportunities and we managed to get a placement for one of our clients ambassadors to do a talk and it was really Mm -hmm. successful and I think you know as well as also having that additional platform to reach your audience at the show you know you do also get you know added value in terms of when the show are doing their marketing you you know you're getting extra exposure there aren't you when they're promoting their their talks or or whatever it is that you're you're doing yeah that does actually lead on to a very good point doesn't it you know make sure where possible you are leveraging the show's own publicity and Mm -hmm. what they're doing so part of that is making sure that you tell them what you're doing at the show and what you know if you've got something really fantastic and brand new that people should know about they'll want to know about it too because um they'll use it within their own publicity to get to get footfall and to get people interested in the show so it's really worth leveraging the organizers as much as possible and don't forget the exhibitor area there's usually on the website you can get offered a section where you can talk about your company and what you're doing and what you're doing at the show and again just make sure that you're really taking advantage of that and mm. not just putting a simple company profile but really using it to grab people's attention that's all you know all these different elements really help to drive people towards your stand Absolutely. And I think you you do really have to be quite proactive with that, don't you? Because quite obviously the show organisers have got so much going on that they're not necessarily coming to you asking for that. So I think, yeah, you do sort of have to take the initiative and make sure that you're getting the most out of those online or, you know, any prep that you need to do for any materials to take with you as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, And, you know, before, in terms of before the show, you know, make sure you're using all your various different channels and social media and your website and speaking to the media about what you're going to be doing at the show to kind of generate that excitement so people come to see you, which then sort of leads us on, doesn't it, to the, the media side of things and mm. making sure that you're in touch with the media way ahead of the show that you're attending. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like quite often, as as I'm sure we would have mentioned before, but, you know, media, particularly the print media, obviously working two to three months um, ahead. And a lot of industry media, if there is a show coming up, will perhaps do like a preview of any brands that might be exhibiting or any cool stuff that they're doing or launching. So as Jenny said, it's really important to make sure that you're prepping those materials or any announcements and speaking to those media way ahead of time, you know, ideally, you know, perhaps four months before mm-hmm. the planned show, just to make sure that you're getting the most out of out of that and able to, I think we'll go into a, a little bit more, but, you know, setting up any appointments as well before the show, just as journalists have minimal time 
that these shows, you know, they want to get around to all, all the brands and, and exhibitors that are launching, mm-hmm. you know, the, the cool new stuff. Yeah, which I think we'll talk about perhaps in a minute as well. It's really important, isn't it, as you said, to reach out in advance to them, give them a ring, drop them an email, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do and uh, kind of find out if they're covering that show, which they likely are, you know, if they're a key industry publication. So if they're covering that show, who's covering it? So who you should be directing all the information to and then what their various deadlines are. Quite often they'll have a preview and then which will come out ahead of the show to let their readers know who's there and what they're doing and what they should go and see. Then they'll um, attend the show and as you said, Libby, then it's it's important to make sure that they come and see you. Um, mm. And then they'll be <laughs> writing up what's happened at the show and any interviews and any people they saw. And it's good for you to just chat to them ahead of time so you know what deadlines they're working to. And you can make sure you get all the information over to them that they, they need. And, oh, gosh, USBs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Step away from the USBs. They, they, it's good to give journalists information and the information they need, but cannot tell you how many USBs they receive from, <laughs> from and, lots of different companies. And quite often as well. I mean, I, I think a lot of people have, you know, the, the thin, like we've got laptops as well that don't actually take USBs anyway. So quite often they like, oh, thank you. Thanks for this. That's <laughs> <laughs> this useless piece of junk I have to carry around with me. Can you just email me the information afterwards? Um, so, yes, we have, definitely things have changed over the years. It used to be that you'd have the press office and within the press office at a show, there'd be cubby holes with just reams and reams and reams of physical press pack, which were, you know, printed off press materials, printed off press releases and company profiles and image documents, all all that sort of stuff. And then it kind of moved over to USBs and... Momentarily. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then very quickly, journalists were drowning under a sea of USBs from from different companies and they don't want to carry them around with them at shows. It's just far, far better if you can provide them with the information up, up front ahead of the show or... Or afterwards, because they won't like receiving a USB. No. <laughs> and it will just stay at the bottom of their bag, even if they politely take it from you at all. They'll end up emailing you for the information anyway. Um, yeah. So that was just a small <laughs> tip, which is don't worry about big bowls of USBs with information on. Just make sure that they have it ahead of time over email, and that's that's absolutely fine. Even I'm slightly going on a tangent now, but even better <laughs> if you have a Dropbox available where you put all your media materials and you give them access to that Dropbox and they can just go in when they they need to because another problem with things like WeTransfer is unless you pay for a premium account, that link expires and they often don't download it in time and then they have to come back to you and, you know, the more barriers you put up to them um, accessing that information, you know, the more likely that they might not want to cover stuff mm, um absolutely. so small tangent sorry small usb but <laughs> a good tip <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but sort of getting back on track uh, i know uh libby you mentioned earlier it's good isn't it to um 
invite media to the stand to come and see what you're doing. Mm, absolutely, yeah. You know, and, and as I was saying earlier, you know, that the media, whilst, you know, they're probably doing their best to get to you, are often really, really busy and flooded with requests. So they will prioritise anyone that has something new and mm-hmm. more exciting to show them. So, yeah, I think it's it's key to just try and get your appointments set up way ahead of time because they will start you know booking up their schedule quite from quite early on and then I think obviously in terms of if if you are expecting to see a lot of journalists you will sort of have to consider what 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 have you got to offer them have you got a new um, product launch have you got something new or exciting to say perhaps you're you've got an announcement um, about a new product that you're going to launch um, something like that to entice yeah. and then as another little tip as well I think we do find with shows you do again have to be really proactive in terms of sometimes you literally just have to go out and find the media <laughs> and bring them to your stand because <laughs> they get I think they can get easily distracted because everyone wants a slice of their time don't they so they're like yeah. oh come to my stand you know stopping them in tr- their tracks so I think yeah. yeah sometimes it helps if you if you can what we tend to do is if perhaps we haven't met media before is just do a good old google search find their linkedin find their personal social medias and then you can you can grab a couple of images so you know what they look like and then you can get out there and find them um and bring them to you (laughs) very very good tip libby because they you do you know often you've got lanyards haven't you at shows and you and they might have a press tag on and you're doing that really embarrassing thing of sort of (laughs) going right up to their chests to see what their name is on their <laughs> and it is a really good idea to get a grasp of what they look like so yeah you can you can approach them and, and you know who they are good tip yeah. good tip yeah. um and you know it also thinking of getting people to the, the stand as you said Libby it, it is important that you've got something to offer them it will be Mm-mm. very hard to get them there if you don't have something to offer them and equally if you, you know, sort of pretend you've got something and they turn up and there isn't anything, all you do is damage that yeah. relationship. So it's important not to do that. No. Um, but it could also just be that you've got somebody at your stand that's usually very hard to get access to. So if you've got, you know, a really big cheese at your stand within your company that that is actually quite difficult usually for the media to get any face-to-face time with or any telephone time with then that's a good pull as well because they know they can come along and, and have a chat to them about the bigger stuff and they've got access to them and they wouldn't they wouldn't usually so that could yeah be... and I think as well if if perhaps if you haven't necessarily looked just launching something new if you've got products um that that media can either test or you know try that they perhaps otherwise wouldn't have easily been able to then that that can work really well if you offer them to to try or test your products as well and I think if you don't have anything that you can offer them in that instance then it's always worth going because the media do tend to have their own stands at the shows Mm -hmm. um so you can always visit them even if it's just for a quick introduction start building that relationship up as well so it's always worth doing that yeah good tip yeah they do they usually have their little stands don't they and they've got you can end up collecting quite a lot of magazines (laughs) as well can't you (laughs) yeah you go around and start yeah 
mind sweeping all the magazines from the various <laughs> different media stands but no that's that's a good point and it's good to thinking about ways you can also generate your own content it's a very good idea just to make sure you give yourself time to be able to take pictures you know get your own content walk around the show and talk about the stuff that you're really enjoying at the show and share that across your own channels so that your audience audience can see that you're there and it just you know it's a it's a good idea to capture all the different you might not think it's that great but often it's you know Mm -hmm. like just just pictures of the show and what you're doing at the stand is um is a good idea and you can use it both during the show and then afterwards to keep that conversation going too yeah yeah definitely it's all it's all just about maximizing every opportunity isn't it yeah absolutely and and you know after the show make sure that you're you know, don't just leave it, make sure you follow up with those journalists that you've been speaking to, or, and of course, any other individuals and business leads you've been speaking to, there's that obviously whole other element too, but make sure you follow up with them to make sure that they've got everything they need in order to be able to shout about what you're doing at, at the show. I think just a, another quick tip as well, when, you know, when you're having those conversations with people, whether it's a journalist, influencer, or maybe even a lead, you know, if you've got somewhere or perhaps their business card um, that they've given you that you can just write a couple of notes on as well, because it can be quite overwhelming at the time. You mm-hmm. go away, you de-stress from the show. You, and then when, you, <laughs> when it comes to doing all your follow-ups, you're like, oh no, who's, who was that? Who was, you know, yeah. it can oh. get a bit muddled, you know, <laughs> which yeah. conversations was with who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good idea. And it is, as you say, at least if you've got a cue written on the back of a business card and you think, right, I know that was the person I was talking to or or was wearing a particular thing or, you know, it, it does help, as you say, to kind of demuddle all the various conversations <laughs> that you've had. And, you know, it can something else we still continue to do for for both audiences and visitors that come to the stand, but also for journalists too, is you know, do have some nice branded items on your stand. You know, it doesn't, that usually you can get a pen and, and that kind of thing and a notepad, but also think about something a little bit different. So as an example, we we launched at the Speciality Fine Food Fair, we launched a product called Sleepwell. So it's a milk drink that mm-hmm. um, helps people relax before bed in, an, in a nutshell. And so... We gave journalists and selected people that came to the stand dream journals and, and eye masks. So when, when people visited, you could kind of hand out these little freebies and then your brand remains at the forefront of people's minds even after the show. And it's something a bit different as well. So it is more than a pen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think those eye masks were sort of hand-stitched, hand-embroidered um, silk eye masks as well weren't they and I don't think you have to go to that extent but I definitely think it's important to whatever you're going to give away make sure it's something that someone will want to use or want because we don't want to create you know lots and lots giving away lots of plastic and things that people aren't going to use ever again and so yeah Yeah. I think as long as it's something someone yeah yeah it needs to be relevant doesn't it It needs to be Mm. relevant and it needs to be useful it's this it's the same principle as the usbs isn't it <laughs> it's, uh, 
you know, otherwise it just ends up in the bottom of the bag. And as you quite rightly say, it's it's wastage. And I think, God, we could also oh, we could also go on a whole other, a whole other I was going to say rant. That's not the right word, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Rant isn't the right word. But, um, you know, we could go into actually kind of the ethics of gifting at the moment with with media and journalists and how you package things because actually um, there is a responsibility for companies, isn't there, to, to reduce waste. And that is something we definitely work on across the board with our clients is making sure we give journalists as an example a nice experience of the brand without generating waste yeah it's, it's important yeah so i will, won't go into that oh that's a whole other podcast yeah oh an interesting title waste <laughs> <laughs> intriguing <laughs> yeah. um but yes, it is, you know, if there is something that you can just pique their interest with and make them, it's all about being memorable, isn't it, really? Making yeah. sure that you're memorable. And and I mean, and on that note, I suppose it's crucial to just remember that it's all about just being personal, isn't it? Everything about you being at the show is reaching that audience directly, having that face-to-face time, you know, and you can you can plan everything to sort of the very finest detail, but... Equally, you need to, you know, you shouldn't be too rigid. It is about meeting and making a nice first impression and having that personal touch so that they, when they think of your company and your product or service moving forward, that's what they think of. They think of that nice, really, that nice interaction with you that they had at the show and the nice conversation they had with you. So that is, of everything you can plan, you know, the most important thing is, it's just a good conversation, isn't it? (laughs) stand with the relevant people. Yeah. Um, and building up, it's another place to build up those relationships. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose finally, it's back to measurement, isn't it? Afterwards. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, I think, you know, as we said at, right at the beginning, it's important to think about what your goals and objectives are. So, you know, lastly, it's, it's time to look back at what those those objectives are. And, and did you meet them? You know, what 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 positives are there did you yield new business new contacts Mm -hmm. perhaps it's a long-term positive such as brand awareness or improved reputation you know if you've got that then I would consider that as a good return and it it is difficult It, it can be difficult to measure this but you know I think at the end of the day you know successfully attending a trade show is all about hard work commitment and engagement and and then lastly you know making sure that you follow up and I think if you do all those things yeah. right and, and measure it against your objectives then then you would have done well yeah yeah no very good point and it is it's all yeah it's all as you say measuring it against objectives so you know that it's worked for you you know it's worth going and then yeah as you say you can tweak it if you need to for next time if you feel like there are bits that you could have done better if it's your first show you know it can take a, a few can't it before you gain momentum and you learn mm. a lot in the first few so also don't be disheartened if it didn't go exactly as you thought it was going to that first time and you can always improve and, and keep getting better and before you know it you'll be an events pro yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah as, as we did touch upon earlier and we do have another episode on 
product launches specifically, um, because that kind of applies to having your own product launch completely separately, but also applies to, to doing it at these kinds of shows. So it was a bit much to squeeze into this episode, but we will have that and that is available. So do check that one out if you're looking in particular for tips on how to launch a new product or service, because that's that's well worth a listen because there's some good tips in that. I think that might be it from us for now, do you think, Libby? Yes, I think so. Another yeah, think... whistle stop tour. On... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, as as always, thank you very much for listening. Please do get in touch if you have any questions at all, either about this episode or any of our other episodes, or of course, if there's any particular topics you would like us to cover in the future. We're we're here to help. So we definitely want to make sure that anything we're doing is as is helpful we want tips advice so that you can go away and um implement everything yourselves so so if there's anything you want to know just get in touch and of course do check out our blog for um, more tips and advice that's at adpr.co.uk and we'll see you next time bye bye